Hello, hello, my sweet, gorgeous souls, and welcome to another episode of the Be Radically Authentic podcast, a podcast where we believe everyone deserves to be loved, appreciated, and accepted for who they authentically are. My name is Carolina Jimena, and I am your podcast host. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite topics in relationships, communication, and in particular, the fact that mind readers don't exist, boo-boo. Are you a mind reader? Probably not. So guess what? Your loved ones, they're not mind readers either. And this story, or this episode, is inspired by a story I want to tell you. A couple of weeks ago, Matthew and I were in the kitchen and we were making breakfast. And if you saw my Instagram a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago, I can't even remember now, we bought a Ninja Creamy because I absolutely cannot say no to this man and he loves his sweets. So we bought a a Ninja Creamy to be able to make ice cream at home. Where we have the Ninja Creamy, we also have my smoothie maker and we also have our toaster, but there's only two outlets. So at one point, we're like, you always have to kind of shift what's currently plugged in. And Matthew makes ice cream every single night in this Ninja Creamy, so very much worth our investment. But he makes ice cream in the Ninja Creamy every single night. And I make toast in the morning for my breakfast sandwich every single morning. And we just, for whatever reason, always keep my smoothie one plugged in because I guess that one's on the bottom. So it's just easiest to unplug the top one. One morning we're in the kitchen together and I put my bread in the toaster. And I don't know about you guys, but our toaster, when it's not plugged in and you try to push it down, it just springs back up at you as like a fuck you. I have no energy plugged into me. So like get your life together. <laughs> this isn't gonna fucking work unless you plug me in. So it like bounced back and I don't have a poker face at all. And so I did this thing where I just kind of like, <laughs> I like took a step back and I like put my hands into fists because I talk myself in these moments. I talk to myself in my brain and I'm like, okay, don't freak out. Don't freak out. It's not a big deal. It's not that deep. And Matthew turns to me and he goes, what? And I'm like, nothing. And he's like, that clearly triggered you. So can you just tell me what it is? And it was such a powerful moment because A, we have cultivated a relationship where open communication is at the forefront of everything that we do, which we're going to talk about in the episode. And B, it gave me a moment to be like, okay, how am I going to show up for myself? And how am I going to show up for my relationship in this moment? I could have easily just said nothing. It's fine. It's fine. And continued to have been triggered. But it gave me a moment of reflection and being like, maybe he just doesn't realize that this is fucking annoying. And you might be listening to it being like, what's annoying, Carolina? Like, you haven't even said it yet. And this is the thing. I don't want to jump ahead into the episode. I'll just finish the story. But, like, people can't read your fucking mind, okay? People cannot read your goddamn mind. And so you have to articulate and communicate your wants, your thoughts, things that are bothering you all of that. You have to communicate it. So I like took a step back and I like did my thing. Matthew noticed that I was triggered and I was like, it really bothers me when you forget to replug in the toaster. And again, this is like, like, why is it more important for the toaster to be plugged in? Like, why is my appliance more important 
to be plugged in. And I just said, it's really annoying when I go to toast my toast and it's not plugged in and not from an action that I chose either. Like it's from your action is now hindering my action. But if I, again, take a step back, he could feel the same way every single evening when he has to plug in the Ninja Creamy. But in my head, I was like, this is so obvious. Like, this is so obvious. Why wouldn't you think this would be annoying and frustrating to me? Why wouldn't you think this would be like the triggering thing for me? But again, we take for granted our thoughts. We think that what we are thinking is the reality and it's not. And we think that just because we think something, everybody else must also think that as well. I can almost guarantee never once did Matthew even recognize or had a remote idea that that is something that could have bothered me or would have been annoying to him. It's just, we're switching the appliance. We're switching what's plugged in. I'm gonna switch it out, you switch it out. But this had been building up over weeks of getting the Ninja Creamy. And every morning I had this stupid toaster bounce back in my face because it wasn't plugged in. I was getting more annoyed and more annoyed and more annoyed. And I wasn't articulating that. I wasn't communicating that. I wasn't saying, hey, this is fucking annoying to me in the morning, which also didn't give me the opportunity and the moment to reflect on why is this annoying? And is it even that important? Is it even worth putting so much energy in being annoyed? Whereas now in hindsight, I'm like, it's really not, like it's not that big of a deal. Now, if I just expect that the toaster is going to be plugged in, I'm just gonna make sure that it's plugged in. And I remember turning around to put something back in the fridge and being like, this is gonna be an awesome podcast episode because the fact is, we might think something might be super obvious. Like, why wouldn't you do that for me? Like, why wouldn't you alleviate that trigger? Why wouldn't you alleviate that frustration or that obstacle or whatever? But the fact is, the other person just might not think about it the same way that you do. And they're never going to unless you actually communicate how you feel about something. So that's what I wanna talk about in this week's episode. A common misconception we have in our relationships is this expectation that our loved ones should simply intuitively know what we need, what we're feeling, what thoughts we're having, what's bothering us without any fucking effort from our part in communicating those thoughts, feelings, frustrations, annoyances, triggers, etc. Which is so unfair. I've worked with clients in the past who have just been like, well, I want a partner who just knows what I need. Do you know what you need? I know a lot of the time I don't know what I fucking want unless I start communicating it and I start thinking out loud, whether to myself or with another person. If you don't even know what you want, you are setting your loved one up for failure to try to figure out what it is that you want. And I really blame like mainstream media and romance novels and romance movies and rom-coms of these guys doing these big sweeping romantic gestures and just knowing the right thing to say and the right thing to do and all of these things when that's not actually reality. 
The reality of relationships is that they take work. The reality of relationships is that nobody is a mind reader. And the reality of relationships is that you have to communicate what you want, what you're thinking, what values you have, what frustrations you have, what problems you have with your loved ones in order to come to an agreement and in order to be able to understand one another. The biggest detriment you can do to your relationships is to be like, well, they should just know. They should just know what I need. They should just do the thing without me having to ask, without me having to put the effort in communicating. So what effort are you putting in then when you're expecting all this effort from them? What are you bringing to the table? What are you bringing to the relationship? What effort are you putting forward? I heard something, I can't remember if it was a podcast or a book or I, I consume a lot of content. I should probably reflect on that a little bit. I consume a lot of content, but it was something along the lines of the best relationships aren't 50-50 relationships. There's 60-40 relationships in which both people are trying to give 60% because then you end up with 120% in your relationship. And obviously those numbers shift sometimes. Sometimes it's 80-20, sometimes it's 90-10, sometimes it's zero and 100. That's just the reality of life. Sometimes we don't have as much energy as we would like to give. And it is so beautiful to be able to rely on your partner to support you and be there for you and pick up the slack. But guess what? It goes both ways. Relationships are two-way streets. If you are a succubus and you just keep taking and taking and taking and taking, you're never going to have authentic relationships around you. You're never going to have worthwhile relationships around you because you're just going to bleed everyone around you dry. Beautiful, worthwhile, aligned, life-giving relationships don't happen magically because people just intuitively know what the other wants and everything just works out so beautifully. Real, authentic, soul-enlightening relationships happen through those hard conversations, through radical authenticity, radical honesty, where you put... Ah, I'm gonna get emotional. <laughs> it's been a hot minute since I've gotten emotional over a topic that I'm so passionate about. Soul giving relationships happen when you lay your soul bare, when you 100% put your authenticity out there, put your whole being on display for another person. And I'm not saying you do this for everybody. Not everybody is worth and deserving of your 100% authentic energy. Not everybody is worth and deserving of access to those vulnerable, beautiful, raw parts of you. Not everybody deserves access to that. So I wanna be really clear about that. You don't have to just give yourself endlessly to other people. Again, relationships are two-way streets. If somebody is showing up for you raw and authentically and you consent to that relationship and want to show up raw and authentically for them as well, it's gonna be a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful blossoming relationship. But not everybody gets that. Not everybody you meet gets that and not everybody should. But that is the power of open communication. I've told you the story about Matthews and my second date where he was, we were sitting in his silver Dodge Camaro. I don't know cars. 
<laughs> charger. No, it was a charger. I'm reading a book with a Camaro in it. <laughs> we were sitting in his Dodge Charger, literally with two palms open, being like, okay, we could either go upstairs and have sex and I will lose complete interest in you, or we can say goodnight now and continue to see where this goes. That was radical honesty there. That was my radical authenticity there. I completely laid my honest truth out to him. And I was like, these are the two options. I'm fine with either of them, but here is a potential result of either of them. Again, he's not a mind reader. I could have easily just taken him upstairs and gypped myself out of this beautiful life we have created with one another if I wasn't honest about the fact that at that point in my life, Intimacy was something that I really struggled with. I have gone to therapy. We are thriving now, which is great. But at that point in my life, intimacy was something that I really struggled with. And I knew that the next relationship I got into, I wanted it to be authentic. I wanted it to be the one. I wanted it to be everything that I wanted, everything that I was looking for. And I knew and I learned this in therapy through communicating with my therapist, I knew that the only way I was going to get that was if I showed up as my authentic self, what I authentically wanted, what I authentically expected, what my values were, what my morals were, what my expectations were, and I laid it out on the table there. And then the other person has the choice to either accept it or not. And if they don't accept it, that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with my wants and my desires and my expectations and my boundaries and my authenticity. It just means that it's not in alignment with them, with their wants, their desires, their boundaries, their authenticity. And that's okay. The whole fucking point about being an authentic soul is to align with the other authentic souls that are actually a match for you so that we don't feel like there's something wrong with us, so that we don't feel like we're unworthy, so that we don't feel like we are a burden to people. Because when you show up authentically and you magnetize the people that are an authentic match and an aligned match to that energy, you are never going to feel like a burden. You are never going to feel like you are too much or too sensitive or too outspoken or too high maintenance or too emotional or too loving or too caring or anything that anybody has ever fucking made you feel out there. That is not going to happen when you show up as your authentic self and you communicate your authenticity to other people. That is the power of speaking your mind. That is the power of communicating your thoughts so that your relationships thrive and knowing that people aren't mind readers. People aren't going to know if you're being inauthentic. People aren't going to know if you are holding back. People aren't going to know if you are trying to be something that you're not. Eventually you will because our authenticity always shines. Our authenticity always comes through in one way, shape or form. But when we communicate and we communicate honestly and we communicate authentically, we build this foundation of trust. We build this foundation of being able to cultivate emotional intimacy with people. And we cultivate this opportunity to be vulnerable in our relationships and 
what grows from there, you guys, is that's the magic. But it takes effort. It takes communication. It takes being uncomfortable. And it takes a little bit of risk to put yourself out there and be like, is this person going to accept me as I am? Or is it not in alignment and I'm going to feel a little temporary moment of rejection, but then trust in the fact that rejection doesn't mean a bad thing. It just means that wasn't in alignment. And I'm going to be grateful for that rejection because it is now opening space for something more aligned to come my way instead of me constantly chasing that rejection and trying to not be rejected and blocking myself from something that could be even more beautiful down the road. And this is why I always say communication is at the root of everything. Communication is at the root of all of your problems and it is the antidote for all of your solutions. At the root of every problem is some sort of miscommunication, whether it is a misunderstanding, whether it's misalignment, whether it's lies, whether it's dishonesty, at the root of every problem is miscommunication, which means that the solution to every problem is proper communication. And that's why communication is such a powerful problem-solving tool in our relationships. Like the story I told you at the top of the episode, that could have escalated over time. And I literally said this in last week's episode, divorce doesn't happen overnight. People don't wake up one morning wanting to divorce. It is an accumulation of problems and miscommunications and not communication over time that leads to that destruction, that leads to that dissolvement of the love and the promise of building a life with one another. And so this toaster story, I could have let that build over time and over time and over time and eventually exploded over something that was of no consequence. A fucking toaster being plugged in? Come on. Come on. Not that deep, not that big of a deal. But again, because I took a second and recognized that Matthew is not a mind reader. Just because To me, it's so obvious that this would be annoying and annoying to me doesn't mean that he's going to automatically understand or know that unless I communicate it to him because he's not a fucking mind reader. Nobody is. Similarly, like when I want something cute done for me, I have to communicate to him what I like. I have to communicate that, yeah, I would love to come home one day to a bath drawn for me. I would love to come home one day to a bouquet of flowers on my desk. I would love to come home one day to dinner made for me. I would love to come home one day for you planning a date night. But it is so unfair for me to expect him to put all of the effort in magically knowing all of this and me putting none of the effort in communicating that to him. So for your authenticity challenge this week, I want you to choose one important conversation that you've been putting off and I want you to initiate it with genuine honesty and vulnerability and authenticity and choose something where you feel like it's so obvious to you But give them grace that they are not a mind reader. Give them grace that they might just not know. And it is your challenge this week to communicate that to them. Our cards for this week, we actually have two of them and I'm using a new deck 
or not a new deck, but a different deck than I normally do. I was shuffling the regular deck that I normally use. And it was like, use the, like my intuition was like, uh, uh use the get out of your way deck. It's actually called the Divine Energy Oracle, but the subtitle is a 63 card deck to get out of your own way. And so while I was shuffling this deck, I had two cards kind of stand out to me. So I pulled two cards for this week. <laughs> So our cards for this week that I pulled, because like I said, I pulled two of them. One is refine your attention. And the second one is become a clear channel, which is literally what we've been fucking talking about. So refine your attention. This is really bringing to fact that what is obvious to you, what is in your attention, what is so clearly, yeah, what is so clearly obvious to you we might need to refine that a little bit and understand that that might not be everybody's attention. It might not be obvious to everybody else. So we have to refine our expectations. We have to refine how we look at things. And I'm not saying change them. We don't want to change ourselves for other people unless, you know, it's something that you want to change. Like for me, I had a really hard time communicating my thoughts and my feelings because I always felt like I was a burden to other people. That's something that I had to change. But we're not changing things so other people accept us. That's not what I'm talking about here, but we want to shift. We want to refine that expectation that other people should just know what it is that we pay attention to, what it is that we think and feel and whatnot. And we want to communicate that. And the second one is very clear to me, become a clear channel, communicate clearly articulate what it is you think, what it is you feel, what it is you need, what it is you want, what it is your that's bothering you because mind readers don't exist. Your weekly affirmation for this week, it is safe for me to express myself. I understand that a lot of what holds us back sometimes and a lot of where the expectation that other people should be mind readers comes from is that we are afraid of expressing our needs. We are afraid of expressing our wants. We are afraid of expressing our discomforts. We are afraid of expressing ourselves because we're going to be labeled too much, too difficult, too sensitive. A lot of expecting other people to just intuitively know what we need comes from a root of feeling like a burden and like we can't express ourselves. So the weekly affirmation I have for you this week is that it is safe for me to express myself. And remember, boo-boos, to say it out loud. Your voice has so much power. It has so, so, so much power. And when you speak things into existence, you change the energy and the particles and the mood around you. You change the physical manifestation of your environment and the energy around you. And so when you use your power to change that energy, the universe wants to show up for you and match that energy. If this is something that you struggle with, if communicating your thoughts, if setting boundaries, if expressing yourself authentically, if knowing what you want is something that you struggle with, I would love to start a conversation with you about potentially working together 
in one of my one-on-one mentorship spots. I have two different options so we can find what works best for you that will suit your needs. If that's something that you're interested in, please either send me an email or send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at Authentic Souls Club. Reach out to me. Let's have that conversation literally zero pressure. I was thinking about this on my walk this morning with Bailey about how people I've worked with in the past have always used these like money obstacle or money block conversations in order to get me to invest with them. And the investment ended up not working out because I wasn't actually energetically ready to make that investment. I was convinced to make that investment. And that is not something I ever want to do to anybody in this community. I don't want to convince you to work with me. I want to be there as an option for if and when you are energetically and financially ready to invest in yourself and invest in working with me because that is where we're going to actually get the biggest and best results is when you're energetically ready for it. Not because I have skillfully, tactfully sold you something and convinced you to purchase and to invest in something. So this conversation is truly zero pressure. Let's just see what it is you need and how I can best support you. If that is something that you're interested in, again, send me a message on Instagram. Let's have that conversation. I like to send voice notes, so that's why I'm choosing Instagram and I'm not doing like a form thing or whatever. There is a form in the show notes below if that's something that you are more comfortable doing and filling out a form and then I can reach out to you. Either option works for me. Okay, my sweet souls, that's all I have for you this week. What an episode. I got a little fiery sometimes, but that's okay. (laughs) Just something that I'm really, really passionate about. I want you to have what I have right now. I look around at my life and I look around at the relationship that I have and the friendships that I have. And the fact that at one point I considered myself a lone wolf who was just like not destined to have friends and to just be alone for my entire life to now where like I want to do something and I struggle to figure out which friend group to ask to do that with me because I have so many different groups of friends that genuinely love me for who I am. And I want this life in your own version for everybody. I want every beautiful soul that listens to this podcast and then could potentially listen to this podcast and be a part of this community. I want everyone to feel that way. So as always, if you have liked this episode, if this episode resonated with you, if you got something out of this episode and you think one of your loved ones could benefit from it, please send this episode to them directly. It is the best way to help this podcast grow. Make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Again, with the algorithm gods and the technology things, that helps this show so, so much. Gets this message out there to help more and more authentic souls feel less and less alone, which is all I want in this world. I love you so much. I will talk to you next week. Stay radically authentic.